The national championship game is set. Washington takes on Michigan. Who will win? Who are the prospects or offense and defense that you need to know about? And who are the X factors? We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL draft. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, I got to kick this introduction over to my partner, my brother, Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU himself. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man. Here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. Listen, man, and what we do over here at the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football. And what we like to say, it all starts with the NFL Draft. That's draft, that's rosters, that's draft philosophy. We cover it all over here at the NFL Draft podcast, man. Listen, I want to tell you real quick, man, go ahead and hit that like button. Because I know this is going to be a really good show, man. And then wait to comment, man. You can comment after segment one, two, or three. Drop your comments on there because we will respond. And then if you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. But, DP, this is where we can start with it, man. We said it's a championship-level content. It doesn't get more championship e right, than the national championship. And we're covering the national championship, Washington versus Michigan. We're going to start with the offensive prospects to watch. Then we're going to follow that up with the defensive prospects. Then we're going to give you our X factors and the game picks. Yes, all the draft prospects. But, DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Keith, as we've done the past couple, the first two playoff games, we we presented and previewed the offensive prospects, right? And and Keith, I think we've talked about J.J. McCarthy. Yep. And just what you asked me, like, you know, the after the after the Bama game, you said, well, DP, how you where where are you on JJ? How you feeling? I said, well, I'm incomplete. This is the game that's going to make me complete, Keith, because going up against a Washington offense, and not just Washington offense, but one that can put up points in bunches, as we've seen this season, right? Against Oregon the first time, against you know Texas this time, JJ McCarthy, like, yeah, Bama couldn't. Bama had some really bad self inflicted wounds. Now Michigan played good defense too, but they couldn't get that passing game going. If Michael Penix goes into Michael Penix mode and he puts up 30 plus, yeah, what you did against Bama is not going to cut it offensively. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not that the last you waiting for the last drive to really get the offense humming and going, the passing game being inconsistent. No, Keith, there were times in that game. I, I watched it. I watched the all 22 after we, I watched the full all 22 after we recorded that episode early this week. And Keith, I think it was like the first or second play from scrimmage. They ran a kind of rub out route, you know, did you know to the to the sideline outbreaker. JJ's on and it's a sprint out, sprint right, 
And J.J. winds up to throw it, Keith. Mind you, the receiver is wide open for a first down. And he he double pumps. He clutches. And it's like, J.J., what are you doing, man? So it's like those are the plays you can't have against Washington. Because if you do and you put you take your you take your offense off the field and put your defense on the field too many times, well, Washington's gonna put up points. So one of the guys that is so important for this game is Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy, man. You know, good size, height, weight, you know what I mean? Athletic. We saw that with the QB counter. They ran against Bam and everything. His legs can be a factor, but he's got to throw the ball well in order to win this game. Yeah, DP, you go quarterback, I'm going to go with the running back that we talked about earlier this week, right? And that is Blake Cohen, man. I, I think, listen, in order for Michigan to win this game, I believe that they're going to have to score somewhere between 27 and 32 points, right? And that's a testament to this Washington offense. And with that being said, you're talking about J.J. McCarthy and the, the ups and downs, right, that 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 appears to be with this game. Blake Cohen, in my opinion, DP, um, he's going to have to touch the rock for 30 times and he's going to have to walk away this thing with 150 yards, at least rushing the football. He's going to have to dictate pace in this game. So I'm going to go with Blake Cohen, Blake Cohen, DP, but we about halfway through this segment. I want to transition to Washington side, right? And I want to talk about their quarterback, Michael Penix, DP, because Michael Penix has just skyrocketed right through draft boards at the end of the day, right? He's elevated himself so much. And, and I want to ask you because he's he's in your region, right? And you watched him and he he sat there and he he kind of went against some, I guess, a pre, right? Like, I guess like preconceptions of who he is as a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? And, and I want to pass the rock back to you and you could talk about Michael Penix and what you expect to see, what have you seen from him in the past, and what do, where do you think he stands now as far as in the draft conversation? Man, I, I think where he stands now is that he's still QB4 for me right now, Keith, but I think that the QB3 discussion is still wide open, right? Q, QB4 and your QB order is Caleb Williams, Drake, Drake May, Jay, Jay Daniels. Jay mm-hmm. Daniels is three? Okay. Yeah, 100%. But like I said, it's still that QB3 spot is still open. Michael Penix has NFL size 6'3, 215. I think the thing for me is how he handled pressure during the season, right? And, and I think after that game, right, you know, you look at his numbers when he was been pressured less than 40, you know, around 45% completion, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, his yards per attempt have dropped down, different things like that. So he, he hasn't been bad against pressure but it's he hasn't been great against it either now mm-hmm. the play against byron murphy where he's got byron murphy beaming down the middle of the of the, of the line of scrimmage and he just kind of quickly pivots you know what i mean evades you know and, and gets the ball out you didn't see that a whole lot and everybody compared it to cj stroud and what we saw with cj stroud last year against georgia well let's pump the brakes on that and let's wait till we see this game because as much as we we felt like texas's defense was going to be better than you know um than washington's or we felt like texas was a more complete team michigan has legit talent on all three levels linebacker safeties corners you know they got the 2025 cb1 and will johnson right now i'm stamping it now he is cb1 for next year and this pat they have a pass rush the defensive co- coordinator mentor, I expect him to do what Texas and a lot of other people have not done yet, and that's flush Michael Penix to his right. This is the, the resume game for me, Keith, where if he goes up there and drops 40 and he throws for four or 500 yards and he keep, and he showcases consistently consistency in handling the pressure, yes, I think that's where 
you say, okay, this is the C.J. Stroud game. I need the Texas performance against Michigan's defense, right? Because in that game against uh, against Texas, the, t- the, the interior D-line is where the pressure came from, Keith. The edge guys could not win. Now, Grant, Troy Fautenu is a stud, and we've talked about him, the six foot three, six four, 315, 20-pound left tackle who, per Jim Nagy, his arm length is 34 and, I think, three-fourths. So he passes the quote-unquote NFL kind of guidelines and, 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 and threshold for arm length, but he's an outstanding tackle, right? The offensive line, the other young tackle on the, the right side, they pissed a shutout, shutout almost. It's going to be hard to do that against this defense. They showed Jalen Miller a, a bunch of simulated pressures. They, yep. they did a lot of different things, Keith, that I expect them to do to, to Michael Penix, but this time it's not so much just to get pressure in his face. No, I'm going to force you right as a left-handed quarterback to where now you have to turn your shoulders, you know what I mean, and get your shoulders parallel and squared up to a target moving to your offhand, to your weak side. And that's not what we've seen yet. Everybody that's pressured him is typically moving him to his strong hand. So he can still throw very well and, and, and easily and effectively going to his left, but not moving to his right. And that's where I want to see that kind of take place, Keith. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. But Roman Wilson, big game for him. This is a big game for him. Yeah, and I good. don't know, like, this is a statement game for him. Because, he, you know, we're going to get into the, the, the corner, Jabbar Muhammad. This is a statement game. For Roman Wilson, Keith, and even for, for, in my opinion, for Cornelius Johnson, two wide receivers that need to make plays for J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, I, I just think that they're going to have to score points, right? Like, this is mm-hmm. not – I don't think this is Ohio State's offense. I don't think this is definitely not Penn State's offense, right? And this is not Bama's offense, right? I, I think, like I said, the threshold is going to be 27 to 32 points. So, yeah, you're going to have to score some points. But DP talking about scoring points, right? Somebody's going to have to stop somebody, right? And we, we have – one one team that has one of the best defenses in all of college football, right? Michigan might be ranked number one in a lot of stati- statistical categories. And then you have a Washington defense, right, where they, they kind of play a bend-don't-break, right? We're, we're, we're good enough, right, to help our team win and, and pull off wins at the end of the game. So, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. Coming up next, man, we're going to talk about these defensive draft prospects to, to look at, to check out, to watch, because they will be key factors in this game. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the next move? What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free and for free. Guys, LinkedIn Jobs is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, okay? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Defensive prospects to watch in this game, Keith. And, and I think we got to start, you know, for me, Braylon Trice, the edge rusher from, from Washington, who had an outstanding game, which we talked about earlier this week against Texas, right? When he was, what, eight? I think eight pressures, two sacks, forced fumble, four run stops, and listed at 6'4", 275. And going up against a guy 
who struggled in in the in for for Michigan against Bama, Ladarius Henderson at left tackle. I expect Braylon Trice to be on his side a lot. Ladarius gave up, I think, ten total pressures uh, between ten ten total pressures and hurries combined. So he allowed five pressures, five hurries. I don't believe he allowed a sack, but he allowed some near ones, right? And I think some of that was, of course, Dallas Turner with his quickness, explosiveness off the ball, bend around the edge. Braylon Trice is a different type of rusher, but he has a more of a, a more robust rush package right now. You know what I mean? He knows how to win one-on-one without the speed and bend that you, that we see from like a Dallas Turner. Right, DP. So for the, the guy, the people that are listening right out every day is who are not as familiar with Braylon Trice's game. He had a big game against Texas, right? Is that a consistent thing or was that just kind of a blip on a radar um, to where there's like a, a any, I guess, an exponential uh, jump in production? Or do you see those type of things or those type of skill sets and athletic traits from game to game? Or did he just have a, a, a career game against Texas? No, he, he's a he's a consistent guy. You know what I mean? Coming into that game, he had, I believe, 49 pressures on the season uh, and fi- 49 pressures, six sacks and 15 QB hits. So you talk about a guy that lives in the backfield. That's Braylon Trice. So while it was a big game for him, it wasn't. Uh, oh, just that one game. It wasn't a blip on the on, on the radar. This is a trend for him. You know what I mean? And, and now, granted, he's he's kind of one of those guys that. He, we would kind of characterize like he gets more pressures and, and hurries than sacks because sometimes mm-hmm. like you know quarterback gets the ball out of his hand at the last minute, stuff like that. So he doesn't have the gaudy sack numbers, but the again, 15 QB hits, right? And against and, and it was coming off a game against Oregon where he didn't have a sack or you know, but he had six hurries in that game. He was he hurried. Bo Nix and made Bo Nix uncomfortable six times by himself in that game. So Braylon Trice is going to be big for Washington in this game, Keith, to be able to get, you know, to, to, to get to JJ McCarthy, but also setting the, the edge in the run game, right? They're going, I expect to see some more of the stuff that we saw from Michigan, the, the power concepts, the, the counters, all Jim Harbaugh got in his bag a little bit because he did things that I hadn't seen on film the whole season. A lot of misdirection for Bama, messing with the the eyes of their linebackers. That's going to be key because if you're out there looking around at the pre-snap jet motion and all that, while while your eyes are following the motion guy, the ball's going backside and you're flat-footed in in quicksand, baby. And you're not making any moves or making any any headway or leeway towards towards the play of the ball, Keith. But Jabbar Muhammad, Man, yep. like he gave up a big, he did give up a big play late in that game against Texas. But before that, he was basically locked down. Like this is a guy that is going to be very interesting to me to see how the draft community and how the NFL, you know, what I mean, handles him and feels about him, right? Because he's not going to be a high, like when you're talking about like measure measurables type of guy, right? He's listed at five ten, a buck eighty three. And you want okay, is he legitimately 5'10? If he's 5'10, I, I feel great about it. I'm a hate, I'm a hate he gets to the combine. It's 5'9. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but DP, we gotta have a conversation, right? Because we've seen this though. We've seen this with Trent McDuffie, right? Everybody not Trent yeah. McDuffie. Because Trent McDuffie, I think across the board, um, he was under whatever the league average is, right? For everything, mm-hmm. right? For height, for weight, for arm length, for hand, right? And it was like, okay, will this guy go in the first round? Right. 
And the Kansas right. City Chiefs still drafted him. And I'm trying to think about what, what was the other coach? Kyler Gordon, right? Was it Kyler Gordon that same year? Kyler Gordon. What was the other guy at Washington? Roger McCreary. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a it's, couple of them. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a couple guys at Washington that they you know that they they put out and and they just have talented corners and I'm I'm honestly DP even with um Jabbar Muhammad right I'm just at the point where I'm like I'm just going to bet on the fact that he knows how to play football right like those guys they just simply know how to play football and you even see like with Arizona's draft right they drafted Keytrail Clark and then they drafted was it Garrett Williams Garrett, Garrett Williams. Williams. Yeah, Garrett Williams. Garrett Williams, right? Both guys that are quote unquote, you I guess you would classify them as undersized, but they just flat out play football. But DP, let's transition to Michigan side of the football, right? And I'm gonna talk about that their defensive backs. Cause y'all gonna have to play football, man. You're talking about Jalen Pope. You're talking about Roma Dunze, right? You're talking about uh was it J- Jalen McMillan, right? Y'all, y- y'all gonna have to play some football, man. And you're talking about Michael Penix, a guy that listen, if 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 the wide receiver is just a little bit open. He's gonna be able to get the ball in there, right? And not only that, we seen that big time play uh, when he took that shot against, you know, the cornerback from Texas, Ryan Watts, to Roma Dunze to end the game. You have to worry about those type of throws, right? Like this, mm-hmm. this is some high level stuff going on. So the, the prospects that I want to just quickly highlight is everybody in the defensive backfield, right? Mike Sandstrill, right? He had the big time situation with the run for Jason McClendon in the semi semi McClellan in the uh, semi playoff game. Listen, bro, I don't know how much you're gonna have to worry about stopping the run. You better get your back pedal and you better get them hips fluid because they are going to throw the football, right? You better be working on on, on your uh, working how to leverage, right? Your scooch technique. You better be working on that this week, um, heading into this game. And then you still, like you said, you talked about 2025 NFL draft prospect who's just a, a, a true sophomore, Will Johnson. But then the other safety, DP Rod Moore, he's going to have to yeah. come up and make some big time tackles, man. He has a lot of buzz around his name also, but he's going to have to make some plays, man. And like you said, if, if they want to win this game, I think they're going to have to play well. You can't let this game get out of hand and you can't let it get out of hand quickly, DP. So they have to show up in the first quarter, right? Like this can't be a second half type of game. Y'all have to be ready in the first quarter to get blitzed by this Washington offense. So I definitely want to highlight Michigan's uh, defensive backfield. No, hundred percent. And I think, oof, yeah, them boys, they have, have, they have something on their hands and we've, I've seen Will Johnson, you know, I've seen uh, Will Johnson, who's like I said, CB1 for 2025 battle Marvin Harrison Jr. Back-to-back years, right? That was kind of a up and down battle, like two just two heavyweights just throwing throwing blows, man. And now he's get the chance to to I expect him to shadow Roma Dunze, and I think that they will have enough co- like confidence in him. I could see them putting him on an island, and that's what you think about trying to stop Jalen Polk and Jalen McMillan in terms of who goes into the slot. Mike Sinstrell got to he's got to be on his A game, right? He's got to be on his A game because if not, man. It's going to be big. I think the a guy that's not talked about, he's a senior, defensive tackle, Chris Jenkins. Keith, mm-hmm. this big boy, strong, great at the point of attack, 6'3", 305. Dylan Johnson averaged less than three yards per carry, if I'm not mistaken, against uh, Texas. against uh, Texas, which we kind of figured. Tavondre Sweat's in the middle. Byron Murphy's in the middle. They weren't yep, letting you run the ball. It's not happening. So I think I would not be surprised if, if Washington – tries to get the run game and get some balance going to get that play action, get some single high coverage. Chris Jenkins on that interior D-line is going to be pivotal. He's got to be able to, to help clog those lanes 
and, and make sure that they can't run the ball with Dylan Johnson if he's healthy. I know he got banged up late in that game, so if he's healthy, uh, that's going to be big. And then one last one, Elijah Jackson. That's the guy who got the, the pass breakup on Adonai Mitchell to end the game, you know what I mean, uh, in the end zone when they tried to go for the fade route again. And he Great coverage the second time around. Didn't give him any space and got his hand on the football. He's going to be big because I expect him to probably match up with uh, Cornelius Johnson. They'll move Cornelius around in the slot at the X, at the Z. They'll do different things. And maybe he might see some of the tight ends because they'll detach the tight ends from the line of scrimmage and put them in the slot and out wide at times as well. So it's going to be a great battle in terms of chess game between offense and defense. No, I agree 100% with DP. Let's keep going, right, man? Listen, last week we predicted the semifinal games. We went over two, DP. We went over, over two, two, baby. We thought this was going to be a, what, a Bama versus Texas matchup. We got the complete opposite. We got Michigan versus Washington. So coming up next, man, we're going to get the tr- we get the opportunity to right our wrongs, man. We're going to pick the game, and then we're also going to tell you who are the X-Factor players, man. We ran through all the offensive prospects. We ran through the defensive prospects. But simply, who are the X-Factors to get the job done for either one of these teams to win the game? So coming up next, man, game picks, X-Factor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, I know every single New Year's, we talk about New Year, new me, New Year, new you. How about a new year, a better you? It doesn't have to be new because you're focusing on the things that you did wrong that you want to improve. How about focus on the things you did well that you want to improve and continue to do well? All right, maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another where maybe you just like knocked off different tasks off your list. And now you say, man, I want to do more of that. I want to be better at that. Well, therapy can help. All right. If you thought, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. All right. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Having somebody that's objective and unbiased, listen to you, is great. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. When you look at this game, and there's a lot of talent all across the board for both sides, who would you deem to be the X factor in this game for both teams? For Michigan, who's your Michigan X factor? Who's your Washington X factor? Oh, DP, that's tough. I didn't. I thought you was gonna go first, man, and I was gonna have like thirty more seconds, right, to to to, to go through it, man. Oh, this is such a because this at last week, right, we had two like styles, right? Like it was two mm-hmm. fighters that both had like styles. This is polar opposite, right? Like Washington doesn't care to run a football, and Michigan only wants to run a football, right? Washington <laughs> defense is just kind of holding on, and Michigan has a great defense, right? So you, you're talking about two polar opposite football teams. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Michael Penix, and I know that that's almost boring, right? But I I believe this, DP, that if Washington is going to win this football game, he's going to have to. You know, you know the old saying, um, where there's no defense for a great throw. That's going to be Michael Penix. Michael Penix, in order for Washington, is going to win this game. He's going to have to have five throws where we're going to sit there and say that there's no defense for that throw. So that's why I'm going to go with Michael Penix. I think he will be the X factor in this game. Now, who I think is going to win the game? I'm going with the Washington Huskies, DP. I think that they will have enough to get the job done. I think this Michigan offense will be tested. I don't think they'll be able to live in their kind of somewhat cocoon, right, their reserve offensive strategy. They haven't been pushed to the brink this entire time, DP. They jumped out on Ohio State quickly, right? Penn State was just running every single time. 
Michigan, Alabama, they battled back some, made some plays, but I don't think Alabama ever threatened them, right, to have to pull out of that, hey, we have to run the football. I think Washington, they will pull out. They, they will start fast. They will start quick. They're going to throw the football. They're going to score some points, and I think they, they're going to they're going to push uh, Michigan to the brink, and I think they're going to win a close one. He's, it's crazy because when I look at this, these two teams, I think for Washington, remember when I, when I, when we talked about the Texas game last week, I said, Texas is offensive line. Keeping Quinn, you was protected, right? Yep. What didn't they do? Keep Quinn, you was protected, right? And it, it ultimately lost in the game. Quinn was never able to get into rhythm and feel comfortable. It's the same thing for, for, for Washington, right? Now I, I have total faith in Troy Fautenu and then at left tackle and then right tackle Roger, Rosengarten, you know, like the 6'6", 300-pound, good mover over there. You know, like you can put those guys on the island. But it's the <clears throat> it's the guards. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody else, like they have to be a cohesive unit in this game in order for Michael Penix to feel good. Like I, I watched, you know, we watched the interior defensive line get pressure with Tavondre Sweat and with Byron Murphy. And Michigan's no slouches on the interior defensive line. You know what I mean? With Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham, who I'm telling you now, for, for 2025 guys, he yep. might be next year's Braden Fisk with just a little bit more uh, pub and more, like, eyes on him because people know who he is. He's just a sophomore. But then Kenneth Grant, the other guy, you know, the other interior defensive lineman, 6'3", 340. So, you know what I mean? A guy that can push the pocket. He's athletic. That's a guy who I can't remember who they played. It might have been Penn State where – you got the big D tackle chasing the running back down like 20 yards downfield. Like this is a big athletic boy. So I think that offensive line for Washington is the X factor for me from, for Michigan. Oh man. I'm going to go Colston Loveland, the sophomore right tackle, uh, uh, the sophomore uh, tight end. Keith, I think this passing game has to get going and Alabama did a good job with Caleb downs and those safeties for the most part, being able to take away Colston Loveland. And and, and, because that was a guy who's like been a good part of this offense for Michigan. And, you know, big, you know, he's athletic, can really work the seams. Um, And like I said, he he will detach from the line of scrimmage. He can run block well. No, you got to be able to run block in this offense, right? You know, 6'5", 245. This was a guy, I remember watching him in the Big Ten Championship last year where, Mm -hmm. you know, know, when they play, I think, Iowa. And I was like, or Purdue. I think it was Purdue, Purdue. And, like, just making plays. I'm like, yo, like, this young man, you know, 585 yards uh, receiving on the season, four touchdowns, 14 yards per. I truly believe he is the X factor for this offense. Yes, Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson. They got uh, the slot receiver, uh, young slot receiver in um, Tyler Moore, who was making plays uh, against Bama at times. But getting the big tight end going, right? This – that's it. That's gonna be pivotal, Keith. That's gonna be pivotal. And I'll say this: the pick this game, I am picking Washington as well. And the reason why I look at Michigan very similar to how I look at the San Francisco 49ers, where you got a dominant run game, right? You control the line of scrimmage on both sides, dominant defense. But the moment another team puts up points on you, your offense feels like they feel claustrophobic because like you said, you know what I mean? They play inside there. They play so constricted and it's all based off of the run. The when, Oh yeah. When I score 21 on you, now your quarterback feels that pressure of having to go score for score 
and now it's a real heavyweight fight. It's a heavyweight yeah. fight in the in the tenth and eleventh round, where it's no more trying to feel each other out. I'm throwing haymakers. Can you throw one back? And like San Francisco's lost all four of those games this year when they've had to deal with taking haymakers. Michigan's offense, I don't know if it's set up for haymakers, Keith. They want to box, stay out. You know what I mean? They want to box and control the pace. I don't think they have enough haymakers in them. I think Washington does. So I'm going to take them Huskies to knock off the Wolverines, even though we both picked the Wolverines to win the national championship. I oh, didn't think did. I was yeah. I, 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 DP, I thought about that, man. We definitely did. So it's like we're going against – we're almost there, DP. We're almost to the point. You know when people go back and, you know, if if, if Michigan wins, we're going to act like this didn't happen, right? We're going to go Correct. back. And we're going to clip up the old episode when we predicted Michigan to win the national championship way back in August. But, you know, if we did, we're going to, if we're going, if Washington wins, we're going to use these clips right here, DP. We, I'm going to minute black this thing so quick. And, you know, <laughs> DP, we, you know I don't recall did. any of this. We we put ourselves in, in, in a win win situation. That's what Correct. happened, DP. We put ourselves in Correct. a win win. We, we leveraged ourselves, baby. We leveraged ourselves. But, man, that wraps up another fun episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man. I told you at the top of the show, man, if you haven't hit the like button, go hit that like button. If you haven't commented yet, man, go ahead and drop a comment. If you're not subscribed to the fastest growing YouTube channel that is out there, go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel so that way you can know when all our content drop, man. You can know every time our shows premieres on YouTube, man. You can hop in the live chat, be able to talk, man, and get this thing going, get us from, man, because this is the best draft content there is out there in the draft space, man. So we want to say thank you for tapping in. Shout out to our everydayers. Listen, man, my name is Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code, man. That is Damian Parsons to my left, man, my co-host. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we always like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available, especially on Apple Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Guys, go subscribe. Hit the automatic downloads. Talk to us, all right? Leave a five-star review uh, and a comment so we can hear any thoughts that you have, any ideas, all that stuff, man. We are open, and we're here for you guys because you guys are the reason why we can even be able to do this thing. So do that for the Apple for the Apple Podcast, Spotify, any other audio podcast forms, all right? But listen, it is Friday. Happy Friday, man. Get ready for some football in the NFL. See where the, the NFL draft order uh, lands. And, of course, we got the National Championship game Monday night. So listen to this. Get ready for it. But, as always, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.